When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Dr. Sky, and welcome to the Dr. Sky Experience, exclusively here at Talk Radio 77, WABC, out of New York City and around the world. Welcome to our Sky Update number three for the last week of October 2022. Jam-packed with information and observational tips on how you can get to observe some of the more amazing objects in the nighttime sky. And if you'd like to email me, that's easy too. My email is just drsky, drskyshow at gmail.com. And we do appreciate the relationship we have here with America's Great Talk Radio 77 WABC out of New York City and around the world. Let's begin and talk about some newsworthy events. On October the 9th, spacecraft around the Earth detected one of the most incredible gamma ray bursts from deep out in the universe. These gamma ray bursts are some of the most powerful particles ever detected here on the Earth. And in a microsecond, the energy released from possibly a supernova, a pulsar, or even a black hole have hundreds of millions of times more energy than the sun can output in a short period of time. What are we talking about? On October the 9th, spacecraft around the Earth detected a flash from an object we call GRB-221-009A. Yes, folks, at the incredible distance of 2.4 billion light years. Remember, the origin of the universe, the beginning of the universe, is thought to have happened 13.77 billion years ago, with not an explosion called the Big Bang, but an expansion. Because remember, it's often taught incorrectly that the explosion happened theoretically as if the Earth was there. This is an explosion that happened in all directions out in the cosmos, mind-boggling as it is. But let's explore this a little more. Is it possible that this particular burst even came from a class of stars, that is, stars that are left over after a supernova explosion? Some of the most dense material in the universe are known as pulsars. And these particular objects also go to another category called blazars, but let's talk about pulsars. These are stars allegedly six miles in diameter, and they have so much concentrated you know, matter that if you were to have the Earth get even close, as ridiculous as that sounds, to a six mile in diameter pulsar, or neutron star in this case, the Earth itself would be shrunk down to a small sphere of 1,000 feet in diameter. And I'll repeat that. If the Earth, some 7,927 miles wide as we know it, were to get close to one of these neutron stars, pulsars or blazars, and blazars are stars that actually may even have more energy coming off their surface, the Earth would re be reduced, that is, to a sphere only 1,000 feet in diameter. Well, that's improbable, but what about what really happened on October the 9th? We find out that this particular event with this GRB-221-009A, that's the categorization of how astronomers list this in their gamma-ray burst catalog. 
That particular object was detected, the energy, from spacecraft. But for the first time ever, it actually induced a current into the Earth. Now, this may sound a little strange to everybody listening to the Dr. Sky experience, but I find it most amazing. Something 2.4 billion light years, not billion miles away, was powerful enough to induce a current. Let us hope and pray that we never detect these neutron stars, pulsars, or blazars anywhere near close in the short light year distance because the overpowering radiation from gamma ray bursts, that short wavelength radiation, primarily in the ultraviolet region. That is a definite destroyer of many things, including human DNA, but let's not get negative. That's one of the big news stories. But as we turn to what you can see from this particular audience, here from Talk Radio 77 WABC, we talk about the last week of October 2022. And let's begin with the moon. Our journey begins. The moon now, as you're listening to this podcast, is either at its new phase, which occurred on the 25th of October, or it's still a waning crescent in the early morning sky. But just know that the new moon is probably obviously the best time for you to view many faint sky objects that are out there. Whether you live in the bright light lit areas like New York City or any of the other major cities around the nation, there's still hope. You can still see many objects. And that was the original purpose of the Dr. Sky experience a long time ago, is to let people know that they can actually see things from even light polluted cities with binoculars and small telescopes. So you don't, don't have a reason to despair. But after the 25th, the moon will start to appear as a waxing crescent low into the western part of the sky just after sunset. And it sets us up for a whole great month of November. Because ladies and gentlemen, listening to the Dr. Sky experience, yes, there'll be a total lunar eclipse on the morning hours of November 8th. And to many, of course, that's election day. It's the first time that I believe in recorded history, well, we did our homework, that a total lunar eclipse occurred on election day. That may sound a little spooky or strange, but so be it, the calendar rules. But then we'll talk about some objects that are called planets. The Greek word planets is wandering stars, meaning planetaeos. We begin in the morning sky. Mercury slowly slips into the glare of the sun, hardly visible at all before sunrise. Venus is very close to the sun right now. It's transitioning from the morning sky to the evening sky, and it will become a dominant object in our skies as early as, let's say, early December, as we once again return to the magic and mystery of the great star that the wise men saw, no matter what your beliefs are, an amazing story of what they might have seen thousands of years ago. Some believe a planetary alignment was most likely the case. So Venus in the evening sky will be a good example of a replicant to the great star of Bethlehem. We find out in the evening sky, high in the south at sunset, we come across Saturn, the original ring planet. I call it that because it was the first planetary object discovered that had a ring system. Even Galileo and his crude telescope couldn't resolve it. He thought there were two lobes on either side of uh, the planet Saturn, but we now find out that it has a beautiful ring system. And even in small telescopes, you'll be able to resolve the ring system and show it to friends and neighbors. Well, even in a telescope of about 100 times magnification. Yes, the bright object that you see in the east just at sunset, it's not a beacon, it's not a UFO or an airplane. It is Jupiter, the mightiest of all the planets. That also is great in a telescope, even in binoculars. You can see those basic... Galilean satellites. And then, folks, the real amazing event, in my opinion, for this week's Dr. Sky Experience Sky Update. Around 10 p.m. local time, look to the northeast. That reddish, yellow, orange object is Mars. And if you have any belief that humankind will ever get to another planet, 
other than the satellite we call the moon. The planet Mars is there for the viewing, and in telescopes you'll be able to see surface detail. The more power you have, the larger the lens or the mirror, you'll even be able to see a polar cap or so. So Mars gets closest to the Earth. It call, it's called opposition in December, right around the 7th. Mars will be some 17 seconds of arc in diameter for the technical out there. It's, a vi it's visible in a telescope at a pretty good size, but certainly nothing like we had back in 2003 when Mars was closest to us and about a diameter of 25 seconds of arc. And to keep it simple, Mars is still going to be a beautiful sight. Still looking into the east before sunrise, high up to the left armpit area of Orion, a few stragglers from the Orion and meteor shower. And yes, we will start to see some amazing things coming up here in November as fireball season opens up with meteor showers called the Torrids. And you'll be able to hopefully get to see some as the sky has less light and maybe your neighborhood has less light too. The darker the place, the better, as you know. Don't forget, the highlight of November will be the total lunar eclipse. For this particular audience that might be listening in the Eastern time zone as you change your clocks and go off of daylight saving time, you yourself should get to see, even from the Eastern part of the United States, a good portion of this total lunar eclipse, once again on Election Day, November the 8th. An amazing event. Questions and comments? Send me those. Dr. Sky Show, DRSKY Show at gmail.com. We want to thank all those. John Katsimatidis, and the entire staff of, well, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I grew up with this radio station, a native New Yorker myself. I grew up with WABC as we had a house in Hackensack, New Jersey. And down the hill, the big steep hill in Hackensack, was a large, big antenna. And as you all know, in Lodi, New Jersey, the big, mass, the powerful antenna that WABC can be heard all across the United States as something happens interestingly at night as we get this skip off the ionosphere. And we ask the people know they get cards and letters and phone calls and the modern day and texts and emails from people all over the nation that listen to the great station, Talk Radio 77 WABC, in which Dr. Sky is proud, his family and his company to be a part of this radio, great radio station, well over 100 years, and we thank you so much for listening today. Clear skies, good health. Dr. Skywish remembers and reminds you, that is, to always keep your eyes to the skies. I'm your navigator on the highway to the heavens. Have a great week. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.